Take your business to the next level with LW Consulting. We offer eye-catching websites, viral social media campaigns, business development strategies, and so much more. And guess what? We're thrilled to announce that LW Consulting proudly sponsors Wide Left Sports Podcast. Give us a call today at 406-855-6595 or visit our website at lwconsultingmt.com. Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports Today. I am joined by former Bobcats Mitch Greibel, Taylor Dees, and Taylor Sheridan. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, man. Great. How are you? I'm doing really good, really good. Thanks so much, you guys, for coming on. You know, I reached out to each of you kind of separately, and you're like, let's just do this together. I think that's awesome. So, yeah, yeah, we figure it works a lot better like this. I mean, we all talk and rant and I mean, oh, we're constantly, yeah, it's, it's a constant talk anyway. That's all we've been doing all week is talking cat grids. So there is the best way to do it. You can't get away from it, man. Can't get away from it. You Three really can stone. That's right. Yeah. You just can't get away from it. It, it envelops. I mean, everyone involved with it, obviously, but the entire state of Montana, it just is all we talk about all week and it's great. So you know, I kind of want to hear each of your stories as to why you chose MSU for college. Dees, you go first. Yeah, Dees, start us off, dude. Let's hear it. All right. People only want to hear from you. You're the legend in here. Quiet down. <laughs> I I actually grew up a Grizz fan. And uh, all through my childhood, I was a Grizz fan. And, and junior year rolled around, kind of in between my junior, senior year. And the Cats kind of showed up on the map. And they were the first ones to recruit me, Coach McIndoo and uh, Coach Beck. And two great guys right out of the chute. And I was like, man, everyone from this point is going to have a high standard or a high bar. They set such a high bar. And uh, they came to the house and visited. Um, and from there, I took my visit. And on my visit, not only did I fall in love with Bozeman as a place, but even the few guys like Na'a and Tia'i, I'm a year older than Mitch and Sheridan here. But those guys, I immediately made that connection with them, and we kind of made that like a we gave our verbal commitment that weekend, and we exchanged numbers. And so there, and these two, uh, Naas from Texas, Tiati's from California, and so from right right out of the shoot, we kind of had that connection, and then from there, that's all she wrote. But really, Coach Beck played a big part for me, uh, the D line coach, uh, rest in peace. But uh, such a great guy, and. Uh, yeah, never looked back. Awesome. You go. All right, I'll go. But, I mean, for me, it was – I mean, I, obviously, I went to Air Force first. Um, I was there for two years. Um, decided that that, you know, wasn't for me, so I decided to transfer. Um, and I I had known, you know, some of the coaches uh, from MSU. Um, you know, Coach Camp and those guys kind of were talking to me at the time. And I, I just decided, you know, it was between – really between CSU – and Montana State. And, you know, I was, I knew Taylor in high school, you know, I, I Taylor Sheridan, but I didn't really know him that well. Um, and so I, I went up there, took a visit uh, with my mom, and we went to fall camp. 
And that's uh, that's kind of when I really started talking to Taylor and, and all the guys. And TIE and Chad Newell um, were, were great. Um, instantly made a connection with those guys. Didn't have any connections at CSU. Um, and so, you know, from that point forward, you know, these guys kind of took me under their wing and, you know, kind of kind of like these. It was it was all she wrote. I mean, I fell in love with the players. I fell in love with coaches, obviously fell in love with the atmosphere there. And so, you know, I'm blessed to to and still blessed to have had the opportunity, you know, to be around those guys, not necessarily MSU football, but just the players. I mean, just that environment. It was man, it was special. It was really, really cool. So definitely feel blessed for that. Hey man, shout out to T.I. He was like the best recruiting coordinator we had. Yeah, no, no doubt. <laughs> He's a tight end of ours, but yeah, the dude brought more people in than anybody. Um, yeah, so my story is, uh, so I grew up in Missoula most of my life. I was a Grizzly fan for forever. Like I had a Lex Hilliard jersey and everything. Um, I ended up moving down here to Colorado and then was kind of away from the Montana, Montana State scene. Um, so I still had love for it, but you know, when you're removed, you don't see it all the time and you're not always invested um so i was down here in colorado with mitch um, different teams but playing at the same time um during recruiting recruiting was really weird um i was at a new high school a lot of people knew about us um and from the day that i sent the same day that i sent my film to the cats coach marshall called me and said we want you you're the guy i'm gonna call you every week at the same time and tell you that we want you and we're the first ones to tell you that and you know and he did. So he called me every week at the same time. Um, and then there was just a lot of like weird ups and downs with some bigger schools. And it just, it, all, it never felt as authentic as the cats made it. Um, and then when I started looking into it, I was like, well, I've got connections. We'll see if the Grizzlies care or want to give it a shot. There was this weird history slash or bad blood when Flugrad was there. Uh, mm -hmm. That's a, another long story, but he was not a big fan of the Sheridan name is the best way to put it. <laughs> so it didn't want me and it added a little more fuel to the fire to go play against them every year. Um, yeah. And then, so I did my trip, my recruiting trip was just a random weekend with um, Tanner Roderick and then this other guy. So it was just the three of us. And um, at that point I, I was already committed, but they were like, you got to come up here anyway. And I was like, you guys have said the same thing. You're transparent. I want to go somewhere I wanted, right. Somewhere that, right is competitive and wants to win and yeah i was sold i was sold before i even got up there so this is i just wanted to go to a place that kept their word basically that's awesome so you guys have really talked about you know brothership and having like relationships and obviously the three of you have stayed very close post-college i mean two of you are in the same room as each other for this interview <laughs> so what is it meant to have those lifelong friendships from the football field now into your adult lives past college. I'll, I'll start again. Um, that's what it's all about. It's, it's, it's not necessarily the plays, the big moments, the, uh, the workouts that you go through or necessarily the stuff that we did in Bozeman. It's the people and the relationships and to build off of that. I mean, there there's moments where I haven't seen some of these guys for two, three, four, five years. And the second you're back with them, all it takes is a, you know, a, a fist bump or a hug and, and you're, you feel like you just talked to each other yesterday. And uh, truthfully, um, you know, that's one thing I'm very grateful for. It's just the guys that coach Ash put me around, not just me, but all of us around and, and the guys he recruited into our locker room, because I don't know if every team was like that, but we were a tight knit bunch. It didn't matter if you were DB or D lineman, long snapper, 
everyone got along and uh it truthfully was a brotherhood yeah i mean i i second that i mean the guys that you share and i'll kind of go into the workouts i mean you, you all, all all the fans you know you guys see what we do on saturdays and what right. we you know all that blood sweat and tears you know that's the show but you know all those workouts all those 6 a.m five a.m's and the grueling practices and the cold that we had to go through you know that makes you a, a closer bunch of bunch of dudes and going through that together you know really honestly when they say you bleed blue and gold like you bleed blue and gold and so for me you know everyone that i'm around you're like why montana state like why did you choose why, like why did what, what's so special about them it was it was it wasn't like i said earlier it wasn't necessarily the football it was the guys around you and what you did with those guys um not only on the field but off the field like we hung out all the time you know at each other's houses we were constantly you know i wasn't even in my house probably 90% of the time i was over at his house and Dee's house all the time just just kicking it so um yeah i mean just bleeding blue and gold staying true to each other being honest with each other i think that that was a huge part of it um you know i felt like i could share you know, if I was going through something, I could always share it with with either of these guys or anybody on the team for that matter. So um, just having that bond with those guys, was, it, was, it was pretty special for sure. Yeah, like I don't I don't there might be one or two, probably just one maybe score that I remember from all the games that we had played. Yeah, I don't really remember stats of anything of anybody. I don't remember who had what honors at the end of it. But like Dees and I have an entire list written on his phone of just funny stuff that happened outside of it or like on bus rides or in uh hotel rooms like we'll just read through them at night and just in tears laughing about them and and you make a lot of relationships that are really special like i got into town monday and i left mitch six voicemails until he would call me back and it's like you don't do stuff with that unless it's people that you were you know screwing or pranking each other screwing around with or pranking each other in the locker room you know so it's just it was it's a different bond for sure for sure. So, you know, you mentioned the stories that are happening off the field and <laughs> I'm going to ask for one. It can be whatever. It can be anything. I got to have one story from your from your playing days. You remember. Oh, God. God, all the bad stuff happened at D's house. <laughs> Sheridan, <laughs> Sheridan, you started off. I would say the best one that just comes to my mind right now is uh, and I'm going to make fun of him because he was too easy too but connor thomas has like he's usually the center of most of all of our stories that we had that we remember so he played d-line right next to me um next to d's and i he was my my age and for halloween we had a we had to travel on halloween one year and i think the coaches said like go ahead and wear a costume if you want to but no one did <laughs> and uh so i went i showed up as connor because connor would wear like one article of clothes like he would have one sweatshirt and one pair of shorts he wore all the time so i went as him and wore his goofy hat he always wore and now he's uh 290 something pounds and it wasn't a ripped 290 something pounds and uh he showed up that day as michael phelps <laughs> so he was just in a speedo and swim goggles on his hat walking around with a towel and so he went into like all the offices to talk to all the admin and all the coaches and everything just 10 percent clothed it was great. Oh, he's, he's sorry. He's Michael Phelps in off season. There was. That was pretty good. Ideas. What he got? This is tough because I don't know our audience. I'm gonna have to keep this PG. But uh, thirteen. How about that? Oh, dude, you're a teacher. It's a slippery slope. So yeah, I, I, I got to stay appropriate here. But 
one of the one that comes to mind is we're on a long bus trip, and I think we only busted two places, uh, maybe three. Weber, Montana, and Eastern maybe. Yeah. I can't remember where the bus trip was for sure, which place it was, but we had a kid that was a year older than me, and uh, I'm going to leave his name out of it. He'll know when he hears it. But out of respect to him, I'm going to leave his name out. And This is simple. It, this isn't a great story. Probably not what you're wanting to hear, but someone took his pillow and it's like an eight hour bus ride. And he's trying to get, <laughs> he's trying to get some rest on the, on the bus. And so he has this meltdown and <laughs> he he's searching through people's bags. He's searching through the top of the bus, the bottom of the bus. He's looking for this and that in the bathroom. He can't find his, uh, his pillow. Well, all the D linemen sat together. So we were kind of like passing it around and he just couldn't see it. Cause it was under the seats and everything. And we were all comfy, fake sleeping and this and that. So he couldn't get comfortable. And he had a, he had a black, it was a black pillow with stripes on it. So every, I'm not joking, he, every 12 miles, someone would be like, hey, black pillow with stripes? And he'd be like, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'd go, <laughs> haven't seen it. And we, we must have went the whole eight hours and he never got that pillow back the whole trip. And that joke went for the remainder of the season. like, And, and still to this day, we saw him down at Frisco and we still give him crap about it <laughs> but you and you get excited like someone found it like every time oh, like, yeah. whose black pillow stripes is this <laughs> oh it's mine i haven't seen it <laughs> oh that's good oh that's awesome man oh man i don't know there, there's for me there's a lot of stories probably that i can't tell on this <laughs> podcast and i definitely won't um one of the most memorable just because i was so close with him i was a roommate uh, with him was Fletcher Collins. Um, and when we were moved in, yeah, when we were moved in, we moved into an apartment together and, uh, you know, he was never ever in there and it was just me all the time. And then the one time he came back, uh, we were, we were snowboarding buddies. So we would, we'd go snowboarding all the time, even though we weren't supposed to, but, um, we kind of just decided that we wanted to make a snowboard. And so we probably spent, I mean, we painted it, got a blank snowboard did all this stuff it probably took us i'm not kidding probably we probably worked on that thing for 14 hours wow. and it looked horrible <laughs> like it was the ugliest thing you've ever seen so we brought it into the locker room we were all proud of it showed all the dudes and they were like okay uh it looks good job man good job. That's, that's great and it was it was not good but i just remember you know it, it you know everyone thought it was pretty funny at the time and it was just it was pretty special for me and fletch to share that and then all the boys just to you know, make, make fun of us. So it's cool, but too many, too many rated R stories. I couldn't, I could, those are my most memorable, but I can't tell them on here. Yeah. For sure. So, you know, I, while you guys are at MSU, it kind of, I always think of MSU success as almost like building blocks. And you guys were kind of the foundation of that building blocks in the Ash era. So, what is it like to see where MSU's football program is now from where it started when you guys were there? Yeah, I mean, it, it makes you proud to be an alum, you know, seeing them, you know, with this much success and the recruits that they're getting and the facility upgrades and, you know, all the stuff that's happening there. It's pretty special. It's growing like crazy in Bozeman, um, whether the Montanans like it or not. Um, you know, it's a it's a it's pretty special. It makes you feel, you know, I, I, you can say we're the building blocks, but it, it's, it, you know, it's on the players. Yeah. Ultimately, you know, and just to see them working as hard as they are and the success that they're having, it's pretty, 
you know, it's pretty special being an alum from there and, you know, being able to say that I'm from Montana state is, is, is pretty special now in my opinion. Yeah. I would say it's, it's really hard for any athlete. Like when you have to be done, right. The last day that you hang up the cleats is a nightmare um, and everyone hates it. And it takes a long time to get over it. And then it makes it 10 times worse when you see how good things are and it's crushing it. You're like, God, I still want to go back. Like I, my body would fall apart if I got out there right now, but you're still like, I'd, I'd pay to go back there and see that. And it's, I don't think that happens with programs that are having success and you see a lot of heartache when you see the ones that are thriving and they're having a party every time they touch the turf out there with the fans and you go back and be a part of it as a fan, but you just know, like, you know what those guys are getting to do and everyone around it is awesome. Um, just having a good time. So it's, yeah, it's like uh, you're so happy for them and then you just love that you're still a part of it. But yeah, you just start licking your chops when you see them on the field and you just want to go throw a jersey back on. Right. I, I would agree with everything these guys have said and just going back and and these guys understanding how good they have it. Because we had it pretty darn good too at the time. Right. But now seeing their locker rooms, like their their locker rooms are state of the art. I mean, those things are unreal. And um, you know, when I when I first got there, we had great leaders. And and like I said, it wasn't just four or five or six guys. The seniors when I came in in 20, uh, 2010, they were phenomenal dudes. And they weren't too big for the freshmen. I mean, they would go out of their way to bring you along. And so then I think that just trickled down. And so when we became seniors, we tried to do the same thing. And, um, yeah, I would just say it's, it's a blessing and, and so cool to see what it is now. For sure. So you guys mentioned that you guys got to go down to Frisco for the national championship game. It did not go in our favor. But what was that experience like to get to see the Bobcats, see your, you know, college be at the top of the FCS? Yeah, I mean, I, I going down there was awesome. Seeing all the former alums down there was cool. Seeing that 1984 team out there, you know, at, at their reunion was awesome. Um, you know, they had us out to to one of their practices before the game, um, which was which was really cool. So thanks to the coaches for letting us do that. But again, just kind of going back, it makes you proud to be an alum. Like you, I'm proud to say that I'm a Bobcat. I really am. And I, I don't know how many folks would say that after leaving, leaving a school, because not a lot of people get to go to the FCS championship or any championships for that matter. So to be able to go there and experience that with all of the alums, guys on my team, guys on former teams, um, and, you know, some recruits on this, you know, on the former team and, and teams going forward was, it was pretty special just to see that group of guys, come together and, and support the cats like that. Um, and I don't see it changing anytime soon. So. Yeah, that, uh, it was special. And I think it always will be special. I mean, it could be like, you could even see the NDSU fans that have been there 10 years in a row. It's still special. Like it's still special to go there no matter what. And I think the coolest thing that has come from that season and just what they're doing now is that, which I, I guarantee you very few programs are doing this, but you see fans that are buying national championship tickets well in advance. Cause they're like, well, I'll sell them if I have to, but we might have a shot to go back. And you right. never, you never heard of that before until they did it. Right. And now you've become a team that has fans that are like, we might, we might get to go do it again. Let's buy a ticket now. So, and I, I could probably name three or four on one hand that are thinking that way, you know? So it's cool to be in that category. For sure. For sure. Everything, so, 
Everything they've said, I agree with. So you you can move on to the next. <laughs> we'll just kick you out of the call. Yeah. Go on. They, yeah. they nailed they nailed it right on the head. <laughs> so now I want to turn my focus to the brawl because obviously that's on Saturday. It's the biggest game in the state. You're either a Bobcat or you're a Grizz. So for a player, what does this week mean? Stars on. You go, dude, since we keep outshining no, left and right. Um, <laughs> this, this this is what it's all about. And and everyone always say, says it's just another game. And, and I know both teams have playoff aspirations and they're two and three in the nation or two and four in the nation for a reason. But uh, it's it's not just another game. I mean, you you with your teammates, it's it's you versus them. It's hatred. The fans, when especially when you play up there, when you walk out and there's twenty five thousand booing you, you'll never get those chills like you have on that day. And then you flip to the next year or the previous year, and you walk, you're running out and just twenty five thousand cheering. And uh, true, like I said, I don't know. Those people that say they can root for either Montana team in the playoffs, I believe you're divided. You're one or the other. I, I don't think that's possible because I can promise you right here, there's no chance you're going to see me rooting for the pink and silver if they make the playoffs or they're a little further than us. That ain't going to ever happen. But, uh, you know, being native of Montana, you, you watch that game growing up. That's that's the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So then when you actually get to uh, get to the moment, it, it's just so surreal. Hard to explain. Um, yeah, man, it's a, it's a lot, especially because I grew up, and Diesel say the same. Like growing up as a Grizzly fan, and then you know switching over, and now you got, you know, I don't care even the slightest on any of their games at all. Like it's, you might watch them just to be like, well, how are they going to be for Cat Grizz? Like every week that goes by, that's kind of the only thing that you think about, right? And uh, and it's really fun too. Um, just like being back in Montana, like we had just moved back this year and uh, just getting to be back in it and seeing what all that means to everybody. Um, like I went and saw a family friend who's been a Grizzly forever, but he was a coach of mine growing up and all he kept doing was just ripping the cats and talking about how much he hated them. And we cats cheat. They got special refs, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you SOB, like you, I'm gonna fight you right now. And I love you. You know what I mean? So that's just that's how it goes. Like people really don't care who you are that week. It's just who you, what colors you put on at the end of the week. And I love it. I, I don't know anywhere else that really has that. Um, at least that I haven't seen firsthand. Yeah, I kind of wanted these two native Montanas to go first. I love hearing from those guys. Um, <laughs> not being a native of Montana, not not really growing up, seeing this game and seeing how it progresses and how much they actually do hate each other during this week. Um, you know, when I got to Montana State, it was it kind of took me by surprise because I'd never experienced a rivalry like this. Um, and so to now be bought in now, you know, I, I was at Montana State for four years and I I feel like a native, you know, during this during this week. Like I hate the Grizz. I absolutely <laughs> hate them. If I see anybody walking around in Denver with a a, a pink sweatshirt on, like I, I ask them to take it off because <laughs> I, I, I really do hate them that much. And so. <laughs> You know, that that to me that that just proves, you know, how much this game means to both programs and to be around it and and you know, not be around it growing up, um, seeing, you know, these natives, how much it means to them because they did grow up 
you know, either rooting for the cats or rooting for the, for the grit. So um, just to be a part of it was cool during my time at Montana state. And now rooting against them every week, rooting for the cats every week um, is, is pretty cool. So I'll definitely cherish, you know, every moment that I have rooting against the Grizz and rooting for the cats for sure. And just to add in, like kind of going back to even what I said, just thinking about it is like, I love it. Cause I love how much it means to the fans and everybody in there, but you wouldn't believe how hard it is to watch that game knowing that you have no impact on the score anymore. Whereas like you went four years of you were the direct impact. You can talk all you want because you're the one out doing it, but when you're not doing it anymore, it's tough. Of yeah. course. Like, oh, if I was out there, you know, we would have this fixed, but yeah, so it's, it's tough. And it, I just think it makes it that much more meaningful knowing that we don't get to do that anymore. And like, we got to trust the guys that the coaches put out there and the coaches that are put out there. So so yeah, it's it's fun, man. It's it's a, a bunch of different emotions for us all, and, all throughout it. And and to branch off that, I can remember a spe- specific memory where we would stay in Frenchtown. We wouldn't stay in Missoula, so we'd stay in Frenchtown the night before. And I remember busting through their tailgate, and you always hear these stories of be the sportsman, be the classy fan, be this, be right. that. Truthfully, as a player, you don't want that either. You want the rowdiness. So I remember pulling into Washington Grizzly, Grizzly and you drive right through their tailgate and there's eggs and beer cans and grapefruits and, and <laughs> other whatever hitting the bus. And I, I can remember me and Sheridan and the other D lineman, we'd just be standing up and we, and we just like, come on, keep throwing it. We, <laughs> loved it. we loved it. You love that stuff. And, and that's truthfully a rivalry. That's what a rivalry is. They do hate each other that much. And uh, the fact that you do get to drive through that tailgate, I don't know. I've always disagreed with these people that say you got to be the class act and and, and a classy fan because um, I think the players do like the little bit of banter from the fans and and just those little um, instincts like that. Oh, no doubt. And just to piggyback off that one last thing on, on this rivalry because it's so damn cool. Going into Washington Grizzly, we had to have our helmets on walking out of the tunnel because you get quarters thrown at you. <laughs> and like that was the cool – I love that. Like that's the coolest thing ever. Like – just the fact that these fans hate the other team that much makes it that much, that much more special. That's just something that I vividly remember because I remember the, the the coins just bouncing off my helmet. It was it was freaking awesome. I loved it. Yeah, like that last year that we were there, my father-in-law, or sorry, my godfather had season tickets literally right. Like I could have given him a high five. He was sitting right behind me the whole time. And the stuff that we were hearing and getting yelled at, and then it was just really funny because, you know, he heard it and he's like, hey, you can't yell at him. He's – you know, his godson or whatever. And it's just <laughs> funny. Like you love the, like how it runs so deep into the roots of different families in there and stuff. But yeah, the stuff that they say up there to have a grizzly fan be like, whoa, don't say that. <laughs> like you just yeah. it shows how far people go in this thing. Yeah. For sure. So you guys mentioned the trash talk, obviously the fans, but what are some or what are the best trash talkers you've come across on the field? Alex Singleton, bar none. Yeah. Bar none. He, he'd be flying around. I mean, he every time he made a play, which was quite often, the dude was talking shit. <laughs> I mean, constantly. Um, Caleb Shrivice had the funniest trash talk. <laughs> He's like the nicest human being on the planet, and he played with a lot of his heart on his sleeve for sure, but he was – I saw him stick a kid so bad, and the kid got up and threw a punch at him or something. He said, hey, you guy. 
And I was like, that's the worst thing I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> you told him, Caleb. <laughs> yeah, that was great. That's funny. Yeah, I'd second Singleton for sure. That kid, he flapped his gums like I've never heard anybody flap his gums before. Like he was but he backed it up. He was and he backed it up. And yeah. so yeah, no, oh, yeah. Alex. For sure. So my final question is, and I feel like I know what the answer is going to be, but what is your guys' score predictions for the game on Saturday? Cats by 100. Always. <laughs> um, I think I think they'll get some they'll get some points on the board when the like second and third string go in probably at the end of the game. So. I don't think they'll get. I don't think the Grizzlies get blanked, but they'll get some. They'll get some garbage minute touchdown, or probably not. Maybe field goal or two in garbage time, but that's about it. I'm gonna go with 45-21. It's my cats. 45-21 cats. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going 41-17 cats. I think I'm going like 52-3 cats. Maybe and these these. These guys don't know how good they got it because we've played in that game when it's negative twenty. Yeah, it's right. Supposed to, it's supposed to be fifty degrees this week. I mean, these these guys are lucky. Bro, we had the games where we were melting our cleats and gloves on the heaters because we didn't oh, yeah. even couldn't yeah. feel. You didn't know how hot they were. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, I want to thank you so much for coming on. It's been awesome to have you all on and uh, talking about Bobcat football. I absolutely love doing that. So. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on and talking about it and have a great rest of your night. Absolutely. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Bringing us on to this. Of course. Have a great night. Go Cats, baby. Go Cats. Go Cats. Hey, Wide Left Sports listeners. The team at Big Sky Life has just released ScholarGuard. ScholarGuard is a brand new way to, to ensure and protect your child's potential. ScholarGuard is a policy for kids from the ages 6 to 21, protecting them from any debilitating situation by providing them $100,000 of coverage. In the event of a loss of scholarship, ScholarGuard will cover up to $200,000 for your son or daughter towards their college of choice. This policy is for every kid out there, but tailored to athletes as it provides a form of coverage to the ACL and the MCL. Protect your child's potential with ScholarGuard.